Hello, everyone, and welcome to Molly Movie Club. I'm Casey Muratori. And I'm Anna Rettberg. And today's movie is What We Do in the Shadows, which, of course, for those of you who know Flight of the Concords, is almost getting the entire team back together. Almost. It, it does not have Brett. It almost feels like like insulting or something. It's like, what, what what's your beef with him? Yeah, it seems like he's maybe, I mean, he's not the greatest actor in the world, you know? So I think maybe that was what, like he wasn't really as much of an actor as Jermaine is. Like Jermaine is an actor now. Yeah, yeah. Right? But um, so uh, Taika also in it, uh, he directed, like if I remember correctly, season two of Flight of the Concords, I think. Okay, yeah. Is that correct? Um, I don't remember. But yeah, I mean, obviously he was involved. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's correct. Uh, and then, of course, Murray. Um, whose, whose name I never remember, but who I absolutely love from Flight of the Concord. He's probably one of the funniest parts of Flight of the Concord. Chords. That guy's you know, also a comedian. He was, I think he was a stand-up comedian. So they're all in it. And then I don't actually know some of the other people. Like the the third vampire there, not Peter, obviously, who's pretty heavily made up. So I'm not <laughs> sure who that is. But uh, the third vampire I didn't recognize. Yeah, I don't know. So. But for those of you who like Flight of the Concords, you're probably going to like this because it's the same kind of humor as well. It's kind of that like uh, incompetence humor, for lack of a better term. It's mm-hmm. like people who are not very good at what they're supposed to be doing. And this movie is more or less that for the entire runtime. And either you're going to like that or you don't. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of wiggle room here. So if you're if you're not into that kind of thing, this movie will be very long and boring for you. If you are into that sort of thing, you'll probably enjoy most of it. That would be my guess. Yeah, I mean, I love watching this movie. I think it's hilarious. I love the sort of documentary style thing they do, which is sort of mm-hmm. the, you know, the office thing. That... Yeah, this is definitely downstream of, of the British office. Well, but there's so many shows many that are, are. Yeah, yeah. It, that kind of invented that that idea. But um, it's so well done in this movie. And uh, I, like, I love everything they've sort of constructed to make this sort of world believable. Yeah. Uh, it's just fantastic. Um, and it has some genuinely good, like, horror moments in it, too. Like, Peter. Yeah. Peter's, like, genuinely scary. Yeah. But then they play off all the creepy stuff for laughs as yeah. well. And it's just, it's so good. They, one of the things that I like about this movie is they tried pretty hard to, like, have a lot of variety in it, I feel like, where they were sort of looking through the the back catalog of like vampire and then also werewolfy kind of things to come up with like ways they could incorporate that into the ineptitude. Uh, I mean the, the first time I saw the, uh, the Jermaine cat with his yeah. face on it, I mean, it just absolutely kills me. And so they, <laughs> they kind of did this nice job of going through those things. And they also, I loved how they kept cutting back whatever they said, the beast. Yeah. They kept cutting back to that thing that had like testicles <laughs> on its, and a penis on its like chest. <laughs> and just, they had such funny like cutaways yeah. to old medieval drawings, right? Yeah. Um, And when they did use like special effects for things, I thought it was really... Uh, well done like I loved when they had like their bat fight and they turn into bats and it's kind of like this stupid slap fight and they're kind of like turning in and out of bats really poorly and stuff it was it was just really good so yeah this is probably the third time I've seen this movie and I still enjoy watching it it's just it's kind of charming and it just has that really great sort of uh, you know 
when like when the guy wants to come in through the window because he likes flying but he can't quite do it. <laughs> yeah, it just, yeah, it yeah. has that kind of good inept physical comedy sort of thing. Or when like Jermaine is still for some reason holding uh the the other vampire down from attacking the guy on the ceiling Mm -hmm. and they've hypnotized the cops so the cops are walking through and he's just kind of sitting there yeah when the cops are walking through and they're they see like the dead vampire hunter anyway it's great i mean like there's so many hilarious moments in this movie they get the editing they did the editing pretty well too i thought uh one of the most like hilarious things in the beginning of the movie is like when they're when uh the Taika vampire is trying to explain, like, the fact that some of them are really old. And he's like, Vlad is real. So he has some old-fashioned ideas. And he's like, we could get some slaves. Yeah, right? yeah. They, they cut, like, right to those things. Yeah. And they just yeah. hit you really hard. And it's it's really funny. Um, and, of course, like, all of the situations they're actually in are all stupid. Like, the arguing about the dishes or, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, complaining to someone about someone else stole someone else's familiar or that this sort of thing. And yeah, I mean, they basically tried to take normal, everyday things yeah. that some roommates might have to deal with and then just make them all vampires. Yes. And they were so committed to that, to the, like, mundane aspects of, of living with other people. Yes. And, like, what would the mo- what would those sort of goofy mundane moments be like for a group of vampires? And the, the results are just amazing. The stew, the whole thing where they get the laptop to, and yeah. it's like the dark bidding is actually yeah, well, actual bidding on that, eBay. And, that is yeah. like my favorite kind of yeah. humor. Yeah. And uh, I, I was dying laughing about the dark bidding. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot to say about that kind of stuff because it, it is done. It's done basically the same way as Flight of the Concords is, if you've seen that. The humor feels exactly the same. The setups are mostly the same. It's like usually like one person is trying to accomplish some kind of very basic goal. Like in front of the Concords, it's like, okay, we're having this band meeting and the things on the band meeting are just like really basic stuff you should be able to do. But like it it doesn't like they can't even get the meeting to work. They have that kind of thing multiple times in this. First, they have the meeting with the flatmate who's not doing the dishes. And it's like a pretend meeting because it's like it's really only just to get him to do the dishes Mm -hmm. uh, because everyone else has been doing their chores, of course, except Peter, who doesn't really have any chores because he's like in a sarcophagus (laughs) thing downstairs. Um, And then they also have a similar one where they have like a guy who's on trial for banishment, right? Mm -hmm. And what I would say is not all of them work. Like sometimes it just is a little bit too, it's a little bit too little. I might say, sure. like, sometimes they go too far on the incompetent side, and you're just like, this probably would have been better if it wasn't quite so over the top there. Um, but most of the time, I felt like it it hit a pretty good balance and, you know, wasn't too ridiculous. Uh, and also had them doing vampire sorts of stuff. Uh, the setup and payoff works pretty well in this movie. A lot of times you've heard something about the thing that's going to happen before it happens. Uh, to wit, the cat I already mentioned mm-hmm. previously the, he, had, he had said something like you know now he he still transforms sometimes but he never gets the faces right yeah yeah like, yeah. like this was literally said yep um and then uh, a similar thing like that happens which is probably one of the funniest like subtle humor things that i saw in the movie where i uh, he the viego is complaining to duncan Deacon? 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 Yeah. I, I don't remember any of their names. I just think of them as like the, the one who's not Taika and Jermaine yeah, or whatever. That's yeah. not a good way. I don't remember their names. Deacon. 
uh, when he's explaining to Deacon that he needs to put towels down or newspaper down. Oh, yeah. And then and later he's going to because his backstory, he's a dandy. Mm -hmm. So he wants everything like neat and like fancy. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so he's like going to eat this girl. But he like as he's talking to her, he's like slowly like lifting up her legs and sliding newspaper underneath or putting towels down behind the couch. And I thought like those kind of things were really a lot of fun because it's fun to sort of have this thing that you think is a throwaway part of some other humorous gag, but then it comes back later. It's very satisfying. Yeah. They did a bunch of those and I really appreciate it. And that it. scene keeps escalating like when he bites her and then it's like, <laughs> yeah. I hit main artery. Yeah. And it just like creates this huge mess. Um, yeah. But it's just, it's like, it's fun how different their uh, personalities are. Like the, the way that they were able to play different types of people being vampires yeah, and how new they were. There's so many fun ideas put into this about uh, it, like how, how we're going to portray these different vampires. Um, yeah. I feel like they had a lot of fun exploring that. Yeah. In general, I would say the, the sort of lore stuff all worked really well. Yeah. The fact that they like hate werewolves too, and that's kind of, and and like the their characterization of the werewolves are really great too. Yeah. They were sort of like a self help group more than anything. Where like you know, uh, Murray or like, or like a football team or something too. Like kind of had this like guy group like. But like the main guy is trying to keep them from doing bad stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It was it was almost like it was almost like a a troubled youth program or something, yeah. right? Where he's like, okay, everyone, you know, you're not supposed to be swearing, right? This, this sort of thing, and because uh, you might turn into a werewolf, I guess you get too angry or something, yeah, yeah. right? And so so they had so many great little things like that uh, that I also really really appreciated, and the way that they kind of like made fun of each other. Where it was like, oh, the werewolves are all going to stink and they're going to pee all over everything. You know, like they had like all these like prejudices that they made up to go mm-hmm. with each of the things. It was great. Well, I also uh, loved at the party at the end, like the yeah. zombie guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like to- totally not he's like not a huge fan of those like stereotypes about like having yeah. the arms out in yeah. front of you and whatever. And it's like it's just so good. It's so good. And then like when the other zombies came up, they sort of when they went to shake his hands, they kind of went like zombies. Yeah. Like, they, yeah. you know, they, it was it's was very good. Yeah. Uh, a lot of stuff was very good. There's some stuff I think could have been better in the movie. Um, I feel like there was there maybe needed to be a little bit more. I feel like this movie needed either a little less or a little more plot because mm-hmm. uh, there are definitely parts where it feels like it's trying to have some story stuff happen and that stuff doesn't really work. Um, in particular, the whole build up to the beast and like the, the situation that goes down at the at the um, the, what's the this? ball it's like temple of the damned or something they they yeah. had the cathedral of the damned it yeah. was like a it was like an old marina or something <laughs> i don't know what it was supposed to be but you, yeah like the the masquerade mm-hmm. uh the unholy masquerade or whatever mm-hmm. it was you know like there's sort of this little arc there where uh the germane vampire gets in a bad state because the beast is gonna be the guest of honor and he thought he was supposed to be the guest of honor and things like that we see him later show up and he's like recovered from this, but we never really understand why it would have been nice character wise to have some idea of like how that happened or why that happened. Doesn't feel very interesting the way it does happen. Um, the sort of thing with Stu that happens there is somewhat interesting, but kind of, again, it feels a little random. I don't know. There's just, it felt like plot things were sort of supposed to be happening here and they kind of 
aren't like it's I don't know it, it got into an uncomfortable place a couple times uh like that and I felt like um like what they did with the vampire hunters mm-hmm. for example was a little bit better it felt a little more organic and it felt like it worked okay it's like oh this guy was kind of blabbing around town that he was a vampire and then a vampire hunter hears him and then comes and uh, he accidentally kills Peter. He, he's trying to intentionally kill Peter, but he doesn't. He accidentally kills him. Uh, but Peter kills the vampire hunter, which means they then have to kind of like cover up for the cops. That's like a sequence of events. It's not mm-hmm. like a story per se, but it's a sequence of events that happens. Oh, and then and then the guy gets kicked out. So that all makes good sense and it works. And when you're watching it, it's like feels organic, feels like a documentary, like their style they're going for and all that stuff. And there's plenty of humor in it. It all works good. The Beast one just kind of didn't. Like, it kind of just, you didn't really know why the it, the things that were happening were happening, really. They just kind of happened. And they didn't seem to really add much. I don't know. So there was, there was a couple parts like that in the film where it's like, I feel like the writing needed to be a little bit better. The backbone, I'm sure a bunch of this stuff was kind of improvisational in some cases and stuff like that. But, like, the backbone of it needed some work. To either de-emphasize some of those plot elements so that the person isn't focusing on them, the audience isn't mm-hmm. focusing on them, or bolster them so we do get enough story beats to really put them together as a story. One or the other, but like they kind of like were in this uncomfortable middle ground for me in a couple places. That's about all I would say for the writing side. Yeah, I guess I can see that. It's definitely interesting where this is, This is like you said, a, definitely a movie where they could have just pulled back on trying they to do any sort more. of... more, yeah. Plot stuff because it's like it really it shines in these like smaller scenes where it's just sort of like a slice of their lives and this sort of like self-contained sort of like sequence of events that that are sparked by something happening. Right. Yeah. And I, I those little segments are all so good. And like you say, there's definitely ones that like the seed is planted early and then it pays off later. But still, it's like they're. They're more about the small moments, and those are yeah. those are the most fun parts of the movie for sure. Yeah, like, I, and I also feel like the the other sort of like bigger plot line thing is um, Viego's like love the the older woman. Yeah, and it's like you know, eh, like it's just you know you don't care very much about that part. I mean, I guess it's it's not it's not a very big part of the movie. Well, also just to be clear, like that part also was fine. Because there isn't, like, some big confusing question mark over it, right? In in other words, like, it's fine to just have these little dangling bits and it's like, okay, that part wasn't super interesting, but Mm -hmm. it was fine and it didn't really disrupt anything. So that just makes it kind of feel like a documentary and not every scene is going to be A-list in this kind of thing anyway. So if, you know, if one of them falls a little flat or isn't that interesting, you know, that's, um, that's fine. But, uh... The reason that I thought, like, the masquerade part was a good one to highlight was that because it raises questions that aren't answered in the documentary. And that's not really very good because it's like nothing is really served by that. Doesn't make it more funny. Doesn't make it more spooky. Doesn't make it more interesting. It's just kind of like, wait, what? Why? What happened in between here and there? Um, It feels like we should have seen something or talked about it afterwards. Someone should have asked him at least. Like, what did he do? Did he eat someone on the way? <laughs> that was suggested earlier, right? Like, what happened? Why did he change his mind? And so when you leave out stuff like that in something that otherwise is flowing pretty well, it, it kind of feels like this little speed bump, right? You're like going over this narrative speed bump that's like a little uncomfortable and you're just like, we could have fixed that, right? Mm-hmm. Those are some little things just like, we could have fixed that. Sure. Uh, and so mostly that's the sort of stuff that I notice in a few places in the movie. It's very, it's most of the time though, it's 
doing the right thing, which is, you know, having little threads, they resolve the way they, you know, they do. And then they're kind of left. And that's sort of what you want in a documentary style thing. And there's the whole thing about the guy getting made a vampire and then Stu being made a werewolf. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a nice, you know, through line for the whole thing that kind of ties it together, which feels very documentary-like, which I think is good, meaning it's not overly set up or paid off in any way. But it it feels like the kind of thing a doc... I don't know if this is what they're going for, but I think they accidentally, at least, if not intentionally achieved it, which is documentaries try to make a story out of something that isn't a story. That's what a documentary is. You're trying to basically put together something that feels like a coherent hour and a half thing out of stuff that was not designed to be that. And it feels like that. You're trying to make a narrative out of of, life, which is not a narrative, right? Right. And so I, I felt like that was actually a pretty good idea if that was their goal. Uh, Because it feels that way. It feels kind of like a loose story that maybe isn't quite that tight, but that is what a documentary is. Like a documentary, it doesn't have a tight story, right? Uh, You you, because it's not, it's not um, polished. Mm -hmm. It's 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 a found art, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's you know, gluing things together from the junkyard kind of a thing. So Mm -hmm. it's not going to be polished. And um, so I I really liked that, and I thought that worked really well. Um, So again, don't want to be. Uh, overly negative about the movie because I think it's really good. It's just uh, I was trying to point out a couple things that felt a little off. Uh, but for the most part, I don't think they had that problem. Most of the things in the movie were I thought were good. Yeah, there's all, there's other also like one other thing that they sort of completely left hanging without mentioning that kind of bothered me, which was during the werewolf attack, one of their cameramen dies. Yeah, they and don't seem to ma- it's matter, weird yeah. to like not even have that be like mentioned again. Um, like as though they just kept filming the documentary and you know what I mean? Like that felt a little bit, uh, like it pulled me out of it a bit because it's like, if that had been a real documentary and one of the filmmakers, are we sure that's what was supposed to happen? Are we sure it's not just that they dropped the camera and ran and then Stu got eaten? But the guy, the, the, the cameraman like falls dead, like right in front of the camera and he gets dragged away. Are you sure that's not Stu? Uh... Because one problem of that scene is I couldn't tell what was going on. So you might be right. You also might just be not sure what happened because the scene was not So, I mean, I I guess that's possible. Because I don't know. Again, you may very well be right. When I watched that scene, I could not tell who the people were. I guess I would say is the way it was shot... It it makes you think that it's the cameraman. Whether or not it actually is, I guess, is another question. Um, So... The only thing I would say is your complaint might actually be that scene was shot poorly, (laughs) but you have a complaint either way. I just don't know which one it is because I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. I mean, I guess I, that, that scene, like you said, in general, wasn't very, wasn't shot very well. I'm assuming some of that, it was limitations because the werewolves probably looked like shit and they couldn't really show them very clearly. So they had to, they had to do these like flashes of imagery and quick cuts and lots of darkness because like it, it probably looked terrible. Um, but it, it's, it ends up being really kind of jarring and confusing what's going on. Um, I also, so here's a question because more, more about that scene that again is just, that scene is not good. It's set up well. It's a, it's a good thing to have, but the way it's presented is poor. Yeah. So the other thing I wanted to see that I didn't see, it might've been in there for all I know. I just didn't see it was I really wanted to see one of the morphed, like metamorphosized werewolves wearing track pants. Oh, I see. Like that would have been such an obvious joke 
to have in there because like remember he's like guys track pants you grow into the track pants right you, like he's saying that's like you're gonna burst through those or whatever with the jeans so like it's so it's such an obvious setup to have a werewolf then in track pants Right. Yeah. And they didn't do it, and I didn't know why. Uh, maybe it's in the background. I couldn't I see think, it. I, I mean, don't know. But I, I don't think it it's should have there. been prominent. And again, like I said, w- your complaint is valid either way. I just don't know which one it is. I don't know if it's why don't they care that the cameraman died, or if it's like, hey, we thought the cameraman died, but actually that's not what's going right, on the either, scene. Either, either way, one is it's bad. A problem. Yeah. Right. Um. So, and I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe the movie club was able to tell more clearly. <laughs> Maybe we can go pause the film there. I mean, I think it. that is the that's probably the ma- the only scene in the movie that is actually confusing. Yeah. Um in terms of like what's going on, which makes sense because it's like you know, it's not an action movie and that's an action scene and so yeah. directing that coherently, especially when you're trying to imitate a documentary style where the cameramen are running away. Right. Um like it's like I understand the and it's a low budget picture. It's shot in the dark at night outside. Yeah, and you have these like pretty cheap, probably like in person looking werewolf costumes that you have to shoot carefully. So yeah. I, I'm imagining a lot of it is based around those things and that not like true. incompetence or something. It's like yeah, sometimes yeah. you have so many <laughs> difficulties that it it really limits what you're able to do. And I'm I'm assuming that's kind of what happened here. You're probably right, uh, but again, I just have no idea. We would have to find out first which one it even was. Yeah. Um, but uh, either way, not not great. Yeah. Not great. I mean, I think visually, I think the rest of this movie works really, really well. Yeah. I mean, the contrast of, like, first of all, their house and the decoration of that and their costumes and stuff, fantastic. Yes. Their makeup, fantastic. All of that is so, so good. And the contrast of when you see them in just, like, mundane everyday life is amazing like i think one of the best moments is like you talked about like they're talking about this ball this masquerade ball they're gonna have and then you you know it's gonna be that place some place called like the cathedral of horrors or whatever i don't remember but it's like and then you go and it's just like it's this small event space like where where somebody might have like a wedding reception with a standard like table with a tablecloth and things on it and it's it's exactly like a bad reception for a wedding or whatever right Um, or like yeah like on the cheaper side or something and it's just it's so satisfying when that stuff happens um after they've sort of built up this like grand like like almost like the heyday of of the, these sort of fantastical creatures is in the past right like back when there were castles and all this stuff right and now it's just mundane everyday life and it's it's just so satisfying i would say uh one thing that i didn't love about this movie that's purely a personal preference kind of thing is i could have used more jemaine I <laughs> uh, really I could have yeah. he was not really a huge part of the movie actually uh, it was like Deacon and Viego were in it much more than he was and I actually I really like his performances uh, for movies like this so he has that very like understated deadpan mm-hmm. delivery and you know the few times when he's actually the main focus it's always great I uh, I I loved I I like I loved We Could Get Slaves obviously I also loved at the you know more towards the end he had a few lines where he was like um he's saying like well they're like talking about in the um at the masquerade the beast is talking about like you bring the cameramen in here and just like you will not eat stew and you will not eat the cameramen well maybe one cameraman 
That's the kind of line he delivers it perfectly. Yeah. It's that like sort of like hiccup in delivery that he does spot on. And uh you know, there's a few things of him in the movie and they're always really good. Like when he's like uh when he's like see me and then yeah. see me and he has to like knock on the window a little <laughs> yeah. bit and he does it in this really good kind of like as if it's part of the motion yeah. way. Uh, so I felt like a lot of those things when he was doing them were fantastic. And I was like, I wish there was a couple more because like he just wasn't in it that much. Uh, and he's, uh, you know, Taika's not great, to be completely honest. I don't think he's that good of an actor. So like him having 40 percent of the lines in this movie doesn't really do you any favors. It's just like he's not compelling to watch, in my opinion. He's know. not awful, yeah. but he's just not that compelling. Whereas like Jermaine is very compelling. And so is Deacon. The other I guy was very good. I, I, I don't I totally agree. I like his character. I like Taika's character a lot. I think he's a fun contrast to the other two. I like the idea of like a dandy vampire, right? Because there's oh, there, those things are like fighting each other. And he and Taika does he does come across with this like very innocent energy. Like he's got these big doe eyes and this kind of sweet smile. And I don't know. I feel like it's like I think it works pretty well. Like I think he's convincing as this character. I I don't really. It's not really a question of convincing per se. It's more that just like I don't feel like his performances are very like uh, memorable. They're just kind of one note. It's just kind of him. Like it just sounds like him, and that's it. And uh, which I, isn't necessarily a bad thing. I mean, I suppose Jermaine sounds like Jermaine, um, but it's just like that one note kind of thing doesn't really bring much to the table. It doesn't seem to have a lot of strengths to it. And I would have liked to seen what someone with a little more range would have done. I agree. I love the idea for his character. I just don't feel like the performance added much. It's just kind of what it is. It's like someone's kind of saying the lines, but it never really hit a good stride for me Hmm. compared to the other people. Cause I thought the other people were like really good. Like even Peter, Peter was excellent for the little little that he had to do. But Jermaine and uh, whoever the guy who plays Deacon, and of course Murray, were just really bringing a lot of uh, sort of subtlety. Not that they are doing anything other than what they normally do. Like Murray is Murray from Fight of the Concourse. He's exactly that guy. And Jermaine is Jermaine from Fight of the Concourse, more or less. But those performances work really good for these characters. I didn't feel like Tyka's really brought much hmm. in terms of comedy. So I thought some things that could have been funny were actually not that funny because he just didn't know how to make them work as maximally as they could have, right? That's my opinion. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't um, know that I agree with that. I think he does a totally fine job with this character. I think it works well. And I think there are a lot of very funny moments with this character. I think one of the opening, one of the earliest scenes where they sit down to talk about doing the dishes, like a lot of that works because of his character. Same with, like you mentioned before, the um, the part where he like lays down the the newspaper right like he's pulling that off really well like that's in his performance is like he's trying to sort of manage this conversation with her like while laying down the thing like that's performance and it, i thought it was great i don't know yeah i'm i i guess i'll i'm just gotta be on the other side of this one for whatever reason All right. even the scene where he's putting the newspaper down and laying the towels i think like you know He's sort of going for Peter Sellers, I would say, is is roughly what his performances tend to remind me of, if you look at, like, kind yeah. of what, right? And it's just, like, he probably doesn't really get there to Peter Sellers most of the time, well, but also Peter Sellers just isn't necessarily, you know, it's kind of just one thing. And I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of these scenes, I would have liked to have seen what would happen 
if you'd had someone who was doing a little bit more with it. That's all uh, I would say. And and I don't know. Right. It, it It's a counterfactual. I can't tell because no one else ever will play the role of this in this. But, you know, uh, I just kind of felt that that was off some of the times. We asked the movie club. Yeah, I don't know. in the comments. I, See what that, they say. That's definitely not something I would have. It's subjective, obviously. Yeah, that's not something I would have. Like, I, I thought his performance <clears throat> was totally fine and I liked it. So, I don't know. Do you like your basketti? Basketti, basketti, so good. There's I also so many... really liked that scene with the fries, where it's like, I wouldn't eat that. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just vomiting outside. It only looks like it only works on things that sort of look like worms to begin with. <laughs> oh, there's so many good ideas and funny moments in this movie it's really great like it's just a fantastic movie it's so fun to watch yeah um it's kind of a delight so i don't i really don't have anything negative to say about this movie um and like it in terms of talking about why it's good i mean you just end up reciting like all these funny things that happen you're just like it this was funny and this was funny it's just a funny movie like it's it's really funny yeah it's 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 great and uh Again, discounting some of the things that I've said I you know, think could have been better. It's like, you know, you just kind of ride over them. Mm-hmm. Right? And like I said before, um, Peter, fantastic, like actually kind of scary. And they did a great job shooting him and with like in, in the dark and stuff. Like when he pops out and kills, um, I can't think of the guy's name. The guy who ends up becoming a vampire. Um, yeah, I can't remember that guy's name either for some reason. He's kind of annoying, honestly, um, as a character. But anyway. Uh, I think intentionally, it yeah, seems no, like he's, he's, he's supposed, supposed to be, to be a pain a in the ass. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but anyway, like the way that they shoot Peter is fantastic. Like the way he pops out of the dark there is just amazing. Yeah. Like uh, he's genuinely frightening. Uh, like that first scene where they open the open his like yeah, yeah, his yeah. sarcophagus and he's just staring. It's yeah. like terrifying, and it's it plays so well with like the the way that Tyke is like talking to him. Um, it's just so good. I also liked when they like have the d- discussion when is it Paul? I don't remember who the or P- something like that. What, what, the guy who gets made into a vampire whose name we can't remember. I can't remember when he's like talking to him and he's like, so we just kind of all decided and like that we're not going to eat stew and mm-hmm. that's and and like Peter just kind of looking there and he's like, okay, right? You, like he's kind of like this creepy vampire is like, oh, I, okay, I get it. I see <laughs> that there's like a new house rule or something like that, right? Yeah, a lot of that stuff was really good. Yeah. Yep. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. Not much else to say about the movie. I imagine this wasn't a high-budget movie, so I no. think they did a nice job keeping it watchable. And uh, you don't notice a lot of, like, the werewolf scene notwithstanding, you don't notice a lot of rough edges to the film. No, it just kind of is what it is. And going the documentary route probably helped with that a lot because it meant that the shots didn't have to be so good and it could be handheld and it could be a little scratchy mm-hmm. and all those sorts of things because it makes sense for a documentary. You can play it off as intentional. So I think that was a good choice as well yep. for what they were doing. Well, and I think it just it it lends it lends itself really well to these actors and like what they're good at. Um that they can be talking to the camera and and yeah. like there's a lot of layers that can come in when you're when you have a person who's who knows they're being filmed for a documentary and so is trying to like behave in maybe a certain way. Like I think that's one of the things that Taika actually does really well is like he's trying to come across really well. Uh, 
to the cameras, right? Like he mm-hmm. he's got this sort of like awkward smile and he's like he's trying to portray himself and his friends in like a very particular way. And that's something that only happens because it's a documentary, right? You have this like added layer of of um affecting the way that people behave. So is that it for what we do in the shadows? I don't know. I can't yeah. think of a lot else to say. I don't really. Yeah, I just like the movie. It's fun. It's a great. It's a great Halloween watch. It is a great Halloween watch. Um, I guess I would say the horror side. This is really just a comedy. I mean, but like I there's say, barely I mean, I any think, horror. I in think it. there's quite a bit of uh, blood and and like sort of. Um, I mean, I guess you. Could, it's not really horror just to have like blood and viscera or whatever but i mean it's definitely like it's graphic there's a little gruesomeness in it yeah and uh and like i said i think peter is is genuinely scary i mean like we just watched cabin in the woods last week or whatever and it's like uh you know which was all supposed to be a horror movie or whatever i would say the moments with some of the moments with peter in this were scarier than any moments in cabin in the woods so that could be cabin in the woods is pretty unscary yeah and, uh, and it's trying to do actual section that is a horror movie and this movie i think like it's never actually trying to be a horror movie but it is like leaning into the actual horrorness of vampires with peter and i think it's effective like i think he's genuinely creepy it's cut by the fact that he's in a comedy and the, and the people around him are generally like bringing that level of creepiness down by their behavior right so it's never like you're actually scared or something but there's like a few moments like the jump scare with him coming out of the dark and attacking the the guy you know, you're not like screaming or something, but it's, you know, it's effective. Well. So I think that's it for what we do in the shadows. I think it is too. Uh, we'll be back next week with Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead being the first film by Edgar Wright and, uh, what's his name there? Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg. Uh, collaboration right that was their first time then they did hot fuzz yeah I the think, second was I the think second it one might be, yeah i think I, it might be their first one i've never seen it so i'm looking forward to it um and i know it comes from a a show that i haven't seen it's a show like there was a british show that Shaun of the dead comes from and i haven't seen the thing it comes from so i i'm not very informed about Shaun of the dead although i have seen it before this will be my second time all right well we will so. talk about that next week yes we will until then take it easy bye